This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the track, speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. We're not judging. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and following the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. Uh, yeah, check us out on the socials. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, if you're looking for the gear, you can get that at at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora. All right. Uh, <laughs> we've reached that part of the season already. It's going to be one of these episodes. So sit back, relax. Um, we're whipping out the belts. I guess we can't say that anymore. Uh, we Okay. So we are, we are strongly wording um, some things about the play that we've been seeing so far and just recently over the last weekend here in uh, Texas that has boiled over to an episode like this. And with me, I got up in the Edmonds Sports Center studio. Hannah and Edmonds, what's going on? Hello, Dr. Myron. I'm glad you invited me to this ther- uh, therapy session. Yes. Yes, I heard you were already making other summer plans earlier today. Yes, I am looking at at destinations this summer that, uh, you know, since Mariner baseball looks to be uh, a stinker, but, uh, you know, tough series. It it, it was brutal. I'm hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just start off by saying, yes, we know it's one series Um, and you can't just base 162 games on three games, but. I will say, I think we saw every single thing that we've either feared or we've been frustrated about from the bad base running, uh, from uh, terrible uh, plate discipline, uh, non-competitive at bats. Uh, We've seen what happens when the pitching staff just, you know. Doesn't have it. Yeah, doesn't have it, and it's going to happen. Uh, we've also seen uh, terrible situational uh, hitting. Um, any series that you got Mike Ford out on the mound? That's right, Mike Ford out on the mound. Uh, you got guys running on Garcia, who has probably the best baseball arm in all of baseball. Uh, you also see what it's like when you don't have a healthy pitching staff. You know, yes, Miller has come up and just been this great phenom. Um, you saw uh, Wu get his uh, major league uh, debut. But these aren't guys that when you were starting off this year with 
with this pitching staff that you'd even maybe think you were going to see starting a game. So that falls into the, like, what would happen if the, if the pitching staff wasn't healthy? Well, it reared its ugly head. Uh, where, where do you want to begin, Hannah? Well, I mean, Mike Ford, I mean, he did a, a, a tough, you know, he, he, I mean, he might've had the best ERA out of the three guys, uh, out of the <laughs> other two guys you mentioned, you know, that's where we're at. It's, it was a tough weekend. Yeah, and I would also like to add, we also saw a good near-quality start and uh, a great day out on the mound for the entire pitching staff on uh, game one of this series. And, uh, you know, the Mariners uh, letting uh, undisciplined throws, um, pass balls, things like that, not setting up your double play uh, to get out of innings, you know, turn into runs plus also like what three hits in the game. And uh, so there was that as well. Um, no, you're right. It's just more of the same as far as, you know, like you said, base turning, but what I noticed as well in these lopsided games was how the Mariners, you know, uh, at, at some point didn't, didn't, they weren't playing fundamental ball, you know. I mean, I seen a ball get rocketed off the wall. Um, one of the outfielders went to go get it. The other outfielder, to, you know, to go back it up, you would think, you know, if it gets by him, which it did. And he was there, but he wasn't really there. He wasn't all the way engaged in the play. I mean, it's just little things like that you start noticing and start nitpicking on a team that is not playing smart, heads-up baseball and quality, you know, fundamental baseball, it, it, it just, it irritates you along with the base running. But I mean, it just comes down to, you know, guys are regressing. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it happens. I mean, it's been a terrible start for, you know, as far as the hitters go. And when you look at the stats, as far as our record against teams, you know, the good teams and what we've done lately, it's, it's been rough. Yeah, I mean, just this past week that is ending, uh, they're, you know, <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, yeah, you played the Yankees, who came into Seattle with, you know, not one of the best, you know, Yankee lineups that we've seen. But nonetheless, you still have, you know, the reigning MVP coming in there and putting on a show. They put 20 runs on you, uh, uncharacteristic of... Uh, you know, the Mariners uh, starting pitching. Some people I saw, some conspiracy theorists out there were like, well, were the Yankees, uh, you know, finding and tipping each other off on these pitches? I don't think so. I think it was just them trying to challenge them with fastballs and uh, just didn't didn't work out. Um, you could throw all the fastballs you want to the Oakland A's, you know, the week prior, maybe even some of the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates, but also we saw some good hitting out of the Pittsburgh Pirates in that series. They go into this Yankee series, and that wasn't the case. And of course, you get the brilliant, brilliant game from Kirby, eight innings, and the Mariners only score one run in that game, and that came from the Ghost Runner. <laughs> you know, not a not a not a great head start going down into Texas, the team that is in first place in your division, starting the series off. You were six and a half. Um, my goal for them wasn't, was like to either gain a game or only lose a game. We ended up losing three, 
we're looking at nine and a half back. We'll get, dive more into that, into the standings here uh, through the show. You go in, yeah, you waste this performance. And then after that, it wasn't competitive at all the rest of the way. It, after what each game after the second inning, it, it was it was game. It was over. Yeah, you had times throughout the series where you had guys in scoring position in scoring position with less than two outs, uh, and you couldn't combine. You've had you know, J uh, JK up, strike out Julio, you know, pounds it into the ground of the second baseman. It happens, but it gets more magnified when you know you're struggling like that. And I get that, but um, yeah, it uh, it's frustrating because no one's hot right now everybody seems to be struggling and 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 that's when that happens and you don't get the pitching from the best aspect of your team you know you get games like this you got to give i mean texas flat out raked this series raked i mean yeah, they they've, the been do, they've been doing it all season i mean they are the major league leading offense not the al west not the AL, the entire game of Major League Baseball. They are number one. This is their best start in franchise history. And we are seeing, uh, you know, we saw a team literally hitting at, at, at all with all cylinders. I mean, they got Seeger back. You know, you got Simeon, you got Garcia, and then the rest, Himes, and you got all the rest of these guys that we've seen in the past, especially last season. We have also been like, I'm keeping my eye on Texas. You and I have talked about that countless times here. You know, if you want to go back and if you're that big of a nut and want to go back and and look through our episodes to see if we're bullshitting you. Hey, I'd be I'd be down with that. But we we've said it. We've said, hey, Texas is they've been building this team around some young guys. Not really around some young guys. They've been building their team around, I should say, these big acquisitions that they were able to go out and get last year. Um, you know, this is a two year build here, and. Uh, you you look at the other you know homegrown guys or the young guys that they have they've had um, that have been complemented by I would say the younger guys complement this the guys that they went out and they got and the guys that they went out and got they got them in their prime and uh, you know uh, I, you know fuck it let's just get into that because I mean the Mariners you know they're they're playing piss poor. And you also have a team that you look at the Rangers and you look at the Mariners and this isn't uh, breaking news here. They took way different approaches on building their teams. Yeah, very much so. And I mean, Texas, you know, like guys you mentioned, the big names um, are all lights out this year, having great years comparable maybe a little better but then you mentioned like their rookies you know the third baseman I can't think of his name right now even the center fielder he had a good series those guys have stepped up and have made a next step you could see it coming last year I mean every time we played Texas it was a wild game you know um 
A lot of runs scored, but they didn't have the pitching. The bullpen let them down. They didn't have the starters. They certainly didn't have the manager to control their team like they do now. You know, they get, go out and get Bruce Bochy. Uh, out of, yeah, you know, that hasn't been in the big leagues in a while. I mean, obviously he saw something in Texas for him to come down there and start managing again. Um, and he's, you know, able to control a bullpen and they got some starters. Even DeGrom hasn't been healthy all year, but the rest of the guys have stepped up. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a different way of doing it. You know, you look at the Mariners after they um, finished off in the playoffs last year, we were hoping that they would add on. We saw that they had some holes in as far as hitters, couldn't hit in scoring position. That final game, you know, 18 innings didn't score. And then this offseason kind of fell flat on a, a lot of Mariner fans. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. And you look at, again, I, you, I'm i going to jump on there. You said yeah, you added Bruce Bochy, somebody that's won three World Series. Uh, also, prior to that, was um, always having the Padres as a contender, take took them to a World Series. So, I mean, yeah, you get somebody that you're like, he doesn't need to manage anymore. You know, he's made a good amount of money. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame manager. That's like, hey, I'm going to step back in here. We saw other managers kind of do this before. We seen La Russa go back to Chicago. That didn't really work out. Um, but in this case, you're right. He he sees a team that has just this monster offense. You could get, uh, you know, like I, I think I was telling you, five Marco Gonzalez's as your pitching staff, and that balances the team out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, he's been a big acquisition. I mean – Going back many years, they had the Ron Washingtons. Uh, their latest manager before Bochi was the former Mariner uh, base coach and player. Um, his name's slipping me right now, but Chris I Woodward. Mean, yeah, I mean, you could just tell watching the games the you know the the mistakes and the and they just they just weren't a Bruce Bochi type manager, and and it cost them games. And you know they've turned it around this year quite a bit. Are, do I think they can continue this? Man, it's hard to believe because they're really playing lights out. Um, you would think they would have to, you know, take a dip in the way they're playing right now. But, man, those guys have – they compete every at-bat. They make good contact. They don't strike out a ton, and they don't swing at balls. I mean, that's every – I mean, they, they look great and aggressive at the plate and it's just a totally different approach from what we see what's going on with the Mariners right now. You know, I mean, the big thing flashed on the TV today, uh, you know, four out of the top five uh, AL play or AL players, I believe, or maybe it's major league players in strikeouts are Mariners. I mean, I believe it. I, I would guess, I would guess so. I feel for the Mariners. I know they're pressing. You can tell they're putting, you know, a tremendous amount of pressure on Julio Rodriguez. They, I mean, Jerry DePoto came out and said, hey, we go as Julio goes. The lineup changes quite a bit. Sure, we've had injuries. They're moving JK around so much. I mean, it, he's taken a little – I mean, he's not swinging it, it like he was earlier in the year. He's slumping a little bit. You know, I, I just wonder if it has to do with all the lineup changes and moving around or what, but, you know. And then does it go back yeah. to did did we get a play? Should we have gotten a player in the offseason to supplement these guys and not put so much pressure on them? Did we really believe going into the season Jared Kelnick was going to 
you know, turn around like he did. Nobody knew. We hoped he would. I mean, it's been a gift that he's been, you know, turned it around this season. But, you know, you go with Julio, who's who's regressed, but also turning it on. And But all the other guys have regressed, too. I mean, it's nice to see JP kind of turn it around, but it's it's not enough right now. And the pitchers – go ahead, man. <laughs> no, I'm just shaking my head at like, yeah. Nobody has taken the step forward except for Jared Kelnick as far as – um, where they're taking their game. Julio's getting back up to par. Um, Ty France has regressed. Uh, Cal Raleigh. I would say I mean, it's not, it, he hasn't regret, got going yet. He never. Yeah, it's. We'll see with the second half. Hernandez has regressed. Suarez has regressed, and uh, you know we kind of look at these rose with rose-colored glasses because of like you know the hero stuff that kind of happened in that homestand. And our last episode, we were like, "Hey, seven and three homestand feels like shit. We don't know why. Well, here's why." And um, you know, we're done talking about the Rangers, except for I would say, well, just a little bit. We'll get into the Mariners of. I think we should just talk about where they're at. You know, we're about to hit uh, 60 games here in the next game that they play, which means r- roughly they have 100 more games left. It is not too early anymore. They're, at the time of this recording, nine and a half games out. Uh, they could easily be 10 games out because Texas plays later today. Um, and you're going into... San Diego, who is a team desperate for some wins. And you got Oak, uh, Anaheim, who's, you know, neck and neck with the Mariners right now and have a healthy Trout and Otani, you know, out there on the, on the field together and in the lineup every day. Um, and uh, the only thing I was just going to say really quick to close up the Rangers thing is this team looks for real. They look like they've improved since even when we played them earlier in the season um they're healthier obviously offensively they're gonna get Degrom back uh it's 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 scary and i'm and i'm sure they're gonna add on because they know that the houston astros are right there nipping at their heels and in fact right after this break oh and i would say and yes they are led by bruce bochi which might have been the biggest under the radar pickup. Yes, they got DeGrom in the, in the offseason, but yeah, you got Bruce Bochy out there and he's got a pennant and he's got three world championships. He's managed over 4,000, 4,000, uh, 4,089, uh, yeah, 4,089 games. Believe it or not, uh, maybe this is why he came back. He has a losing record overall. He's, 2040 to 2049 he's got a four or point four nine nine uh winning percentage so maybe this is the thing where he's like hey i don't like the taste of that in my mouth well i'll guarantee you this he's going to be a 500 over 500 manager at the at the end of this season all right, so we're back before we went to the break. Uh, we got into, we're leading up to, you know, taking a look at where the Mariners are and who we're chasing and what it 
kind of feels like from last year because there's some parallels. Uh, I would say at this point last year, we're, we're let's just say this is June 5th. Uh, we were 11 games out of first place last year at this time. And to be fair, we had way more games to play because last year we were coming out of a strike. So we we were less games into the season um, this year, right at this point, we're nine and a half or, or 10 games behind. Uh, you also, when you look over at the wild card, we're about the same last year. Right now we're about six games out before um, you could be considered in there, but I don't think at this moment we have the tiebreakers on some of these teams. So uh you, the thing though i i want to bring up about it is or my i would say my biggest concern is when somebody goes yeah well we were at this point last year and uh i say yes but there <laughs> there's a couple of other teams like it's all the same characters but you look at it like tampa bay they were around they made the wild card they're an improved team um the yankees are always going to be the yankees uh, you still have the Astros, which is probably the team to beat. Um, you know, they're getting healthier. They're playing good baseball. Now you have the Rangers and you have Toronto. Who's a little regressed a little, uh, you know, having a rough go of it because of the division they're in. Um, and then you have the Mariners and then the, you have the Red Sox in there. So it's like, you have a few, you have a couple more of these teams and the, and the angels. So you have more of these teams and, a lot of what a lot of these teams have in common is they went out and made some changes and they're improved. And I feel like looking at it too is last year at this time, the uh, being, let's see, we were six games under 500, I believe. And with that being said, uh, we're a game under 500, right? Right now, but the, the overall, the division and overall. Uh, the wild card, it's gonna take more wins than it is last year at the pace we're at right now. Anyways, yeah. anything you got to say about that? No, I, you're right. The, the division's gotten better, the American League has gotten better and deeper. Um, the whole AL East is prob- possibly gonna make the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's you're fighting a lot more teams this year, and I mean. The Mariners have had injuries. I mean, two guys out of the starting rotation. Huge, um, huge. Yeah, you know, guys getting nicked up um, in the field. You know, you're you're playing with eight guys. You don't have a DH that contributes uh, most nights. You know, it's you're hitting about 125 when you're in the DH position or something like that. So, and then every guy you counted on and all your young guys to then make that next step haven't quite yet. You know, the guys you brought in, you know, Colton Wong, I feel for the guy, but, um, you know, he's been awful. Uh, he's, he's <laughs> you know, um, you brought in Tay Oscar to kind of, you know, replace Hanniger. Um, and he's been fine. Uh, Hanniger didn't play much, you know, was injury prone. I mean, I try to compare it to last year. I say, okay, we brought in Jesse Winker. He stunk, but we were able to overcome it. So I, you know, say that same thing about Colton Wong. But we haven't been able to overcome it because guys have regressed. The pitching staff has had injuries. Our bullpen has had injuries. Uh, it's it's just been a different type of year. Uh, do I think the window is closed? Absolutely not. Do I think that 
we can turn around? Sure. But the way that I've seen lately and throughout the season watching all these games, it's hard to see them making that improvement like they did last year. Yeah. Because the, the teams around them are, are better. And that's, and, that's the thing. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, like it's going to take more. You're not going to get in with 88 wins, 89 wins, 90, you know, maybe not even 90 wins for it's going to be, and I, you know, we'll go back to this date or, or this time capsule of this episode. I can tell you right now, it is going to be like 92. That's it's going to be at least 92 just to get into the dance. That's what the cover chargers. That's the cover charge. 92 wins is the cover charge. Book it right here. It's not going to be 80. It's not going to be 89. Cause you want to know why? Cause you have some really bad teams. So pretty much everybody that plays the Oakland A's, luckily the teams in the AOS, we get to play them. What? 15 times, you know? And, uh, uh, you got a couple of bad teams in, in the central, uh, I think maybe more teams were there was more parity last year in the league. So that's going to usually, you know, shoot up the victories. There's some bad teams in the NL uh, too. So it kind of like, you know, inflates that number. I mean, here's a scary, scary, muddy. Uh, let me take you down something scary. And I listen, this is hypothetical. Mariners are a game under 500 what if they hadn't played the A's right now let's just take those A's series away the seven games that we played the two series seven games you know we're talking we're eight games under 500 right now yeah absolutely or even if even if let's say we you know went 500 you know that's still under 500 and every other team is is beating up on them as well so it's not like you're you're gaining on the league you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's you know we sit here and we go, yeah, you know. But last year we're ahead of the pace of last year. Well, we started the season earlier. Um, we got some tough series here in uh, June. We had a terrible June last year for the most part, like end of May and uh, June, and then the Mariners got really really hot and had a 14 game. Winning streak, which you've mentioned many times, Hannah. You take that away, they're not a playoff team. Well, it's going to look like they're going to have to have some sort of surge like that to pull themselves up. Because I know, and I'm going to say this now, and this isn't to say they're not going to get in the playoffs, but I don't see this team recovering 10 games for the division. Not because the Mariners can't win. They could go on a torrid run here. We saw this last year, but guess who else had the same record as us from when we got hot? The Astros. It wasn't that the Mariners weren't playing baseball. They are playing great baseball. They were hot. They are going into the playoffs hot. But the Astros were right there neck to neck. But the thing was they had already built up a cushion. And that's 16, 16 games. And the Rangers and the Astros, because the Astros are nipping right there at their heels. Like, yeah, so so it's scary. It's a scary, it's a scary feeling. Um, I know that uh, our friend Chris Copacino, uh, contributor to the show, he says that, you know, 
he was on here tonight, he'd be a little bit more of a voice of optimism. Not a surprise that he'd say that. But he also said his barometer is July 1st, uh, but also acknowledged like, hey, it's, it's, it's a tall task for the division um, and a tall task, you know, for playoffs. But if you can get hot and, you know, still sneak in, which they can. They can get hot and still get into the dance. I just personally feel, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm sitting here going like, man, I was wrong. I was wrong. But I have a hard time seeing them winning the division now. And go ahead. No, I agree. I guess I would just say, you know, okay, another 30 games, like he said. And then you have, what, 70 to go. So you're about the same amount of games you've played already. And then you have a month until the trade deadline. If you go to July 1st on his thinking, I mean, yeah, I, one more month. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could turn it around, but you got to have a great month this month. You know, I mean, he, I, I mean, the way it's going, you're going to, I mean, there's some big answers that are big questions that need to be answered. Um, and that's why you play the games. Uh, but, as far as where does this team go if it stays like this or, you know, even a little bump up and, and the rest of the division just keeps on climbing. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's just so hard. I'm just, I'm just so frustrated about how the season ended up and how me and you and a lot of Mariner fans feel how they didn't make that next step, you know, in the offseason. It's just – it's so – it's like we, we yeah. knew this was coming. I mean, we didn't know yeah. the injuries. We didn't know everybody was going to regress like it has. But, but we, but you know, it's we got no bench. We got like five or six guys that contribute nothing to this team. Um, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, and, and listen to God. We've talked about this so much about like, look, they didn't get the job done in the off season. That's all I really want to hear is going like, yeah, we fucked up (laughs) like we fucked up but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do something yeah we drove down in our tesla with a whole bunch of money and we decided to go to food for lesser what's a what's a what's a grocery store up there in, in washington that's bargain you know grocery outlet bargain market and got you know they didn't get the fruit loops they didn't get the julio's you know, yeah, they, the off brand. Yeah, they went in there and got the the Wongios or whatever. You know, like it was just, it's just, yeah, they they got the Kirkland brand, they got the uh, Safeway Select pickups, and you know, it 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 shows. And hey, if you have to overpay, if you go, hey, the, the asking price was too much. Well, that guess what? You haven't been in the playoffs for so many years. Guess what? You live up in Seattle. Guess what? You play in a ballpark that maybe it's not too attractive to a hitter but you know some more zeros uh, is supercross this weekend in the kingdom the quarters beers supercross double header get ready seattle this saturday night at 7 30 and sunday afternoon at 2 the 1988 ama supercross tour motorcycle media on an incredible dirt battleground that treats man and machine the same way with absolutely no respect. See the best. National champion Jeff Ward. Former champion Ricky Johnson. Tickets at all Ticketmaster locations, including the Bond, Tower Records, and Video, and participating Honda dealers. The Coors Beer Supercross. You sent me a good article uh, by Larry Stone, who's a great, you know, 
legendary Mariners columnist. And uh, but before I get into his, I just want to read. I just because it's writes for he writes for the Seattle Times. I just want to read these headlines really quick that is on here, uh, starting with Fridays. Uh, it says uh, Mariners waste gem from Luis Castillo so quietly against the Rangers. We've already talked about it. Terrible. Uh, another thing. Have the Mariners found their answer at DH? And it's a picture of Mike Ford. Uh, another article here the title is with another loss playoff seems further away for the Mariners Brian Wu has rough major league debut as Rangers clobber clobber breaking out an old word from the Babe Ruth eras <laughs> headlines clobbering the Mariners and then the article that used oh here's another one Mariners dreams of winning AL West appear dashed after crushing losses to Rangers these aren't Twitter people going crazy. These are like, you know, respected writers saying this. Now, I'm not saying that all the writers are right, but the article that you sent me today, or right before we came on here, uh, is embarrassing stretch against Rangers, Yankees, shutdowns, Mariners, good vibes. Um, I read the article. I think uh, I'm going to have to read it again. Because there's a lot of there's so much truth in it, and I'll have you talk about it here in a second. Um, because you really pulled uh, a great excerpt out of it, you sent it to me, and um, this is this is probably what sums up the whole article. It says, uh, in the middle of the quote, in fact, all this season to date has done is relocate and elevate the collective angst that long welled within Mariners fans, but was seemingly exercised by last year's success. This isn't the worst Mariners team we've seen, not by a long shot, but it might be one of the most maddening because of the sense that could have and should have been done to ensure that regression didn't occur. Um, and then he goes on, to, you know, going kind of just like, here's where we are to here. Um, Hanno, take it away. No, I mean, Larry, he's a great columnist, you know, been reading him for years. And he pretty much, you know, he put my feelings on the paper right there. That's exactly how I feel. And I feel a lot of people feel that exact same way about, you know, how this season has gone. So um, great article. I suggest uh, people check it out on seattletimes.com. Um, it's it sums up the season so far really well and that little part that you read off is dead nuts how i feel yeah i mean you you yeah just scrolling down this you go yeah you look at these names like hey remember tommy la stella cooper hummel you still got colton wong aj pollock uh like that that's that's the big acquisition. And yes, you got Teoscar Hernandez, but you didn't go out and sign him. You gave away one hell of a bullpen arm for it. Um, you know, and, and then it goes on to talk about, look what the juxtapose of what the Rangers have done. Like we already discussed last year, you go out and you get Seager, you get Simeon. We had a shot at Simeon. He played in our division. He stayed in the division, <laughs> you know, no, I, you know, and I, I'm not getting all worked up about these $300 million contracts. Sure, I'd like to have them 
the Mariners decide they don't want to do that type of contract. Okay, I get it. But it comes back to the article Larry Stone wrote. It comes back to, you know, putting all your, you know, just putting your eggs in all in one basket, thinking these guys that are young players still, Julio, you know, in his second year, Cal, second year, JK coming up uh, in his first full season, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, and those, you know, expecting those guys to take that next step, but they're only in their second year. And then you, you know, yeah, of course I thought Teo was a good signing. I, I, I hope it turns out to be good. If the Mariners continue to play like this, sure. Am I thinking that they're probably going to maybe have to trade him because he's not signed to next year's to get something for him? Yeah, maybe yeah. that could be a possibility. But, you know, and Colton Wong, you know, you didn't expect him to take this step back. Ty France hasn't been the same. Suarez obviously hasn't had the power. I mean, I've said this multiple times this episode. It's just you you just wish that that, that the, the Mariner front office and, you know, I – I can't blame Jerry. I'm sure he's got restrictions as money. And, you know, I'm frustrated with John Stanton too. Um, but you, you needed to supplement a little more. And it was just so obvious that last year they didn't hit well. They needed more hitting and they didn't go out and, and get some more hitting to help them out. They didn't, it just seems like they didn't, you know, make that next legitimate move that they've talked about for years that once we get there, we're going to start adding a little bit here and there and there to to make the club better. It just seems like it was just kind of a lateral move this year. It, a lateral, like a, a lateral that's behind the line of scrimmage, if you want to use a football term, if you ask me. And I just feel like, uh, you know, with with Jerry the way he's building the, and you know, yes, it's, it's, it's draft trade and develop, right. Or, uh, uh, yep. draft develop trade DDT. Um, as, uh, Brock Heward calls it. Um, I get that. And as far as a bullpen and, uh, a starting five, I don't know if there's anybody in the business that does it better than Jerry, Justin, Scott, the Mariners organization. I mean, arguably, they're the best at it right now. As far as building an offense, they got to be one of the worst. The way you would usually do a team, I would think, is, okay, you got Julio. Because let's not even put Jared into this equation here. Because this is a surprise. This is a surprise that we've been waiting for. Not a complete surprise, but a like, oh, God, thank, okay. Yes, thank God this is happening. The way you would usually do this with a budding star is you would make sure you would have some other, you know, top of the line hitter around there protecting somebody, you know, like I, we talked to our friend Vlad from, from New York, you know, and he's, he's looking at his Yankees lineup saying there's nobody around to protect judge. Imagine if, he had people around him protecting him. And I'm like, you have no like <laughs> complaints about somebody protecting him. Um, you know, but he's talking about him going after historic numbers. Right. Um, so he's waiting for John Carlo. To when Stanton gets back, he's like, okay, now he's going to have some protection. Like we don't have that on this team. Yes. Yeah, Suarez is a great, a great guy, a great player, a good hitter. Um, France has until this year been a good hitter but they're not these like 
like some of these guys that were available in the last couple of years. They're not Simeon. They're not Seager. They're not Trey Turner. Somebody goes, we'll look at Trey Turner's stats this year. Well, that's not going to last. Um, you look at a lot of these guys and you just go, man, we didn't do that. Can we pull it off this year? I don't know if he's going to want to pull it off. Uh, we have an episode coming out uh, that we already recorded here about talking about Otani, what the possibilities of him going here, um, you know, and, and it just kind of makes you wonder. And when they talk about sustainability a lot in these interviews and stuff where, yes, I understand we're not throwing everything to the wind for 2024, you, you know, but you don't hear enough about like what we're going to do to make this step right now. You just don't hear it. Yeah, I'll jump in real quick. I know it's another episode about the Otani thing, but I just have to ask, why would he come here? There you go. I uh, mean, uh, they yeah, won nothing. They got to the playoffs once in 20 years. Um, sure, this season has not turned out like they want to. It's been a regression. Sure, the window's still open. I truly believe that. It's an off year. But I just kind of wonder why he would think to come to Seattle. But that's for the next time yeah, that and I, comes out. And I also don't think like you hold back and don't do anything. I think like a team that isn't a playoff uh, team, like the Rangers weren't uh, two years ago, and you go, fuck it. We're going to just buy a bunch of big pieces. We're going to overpay. We're not going to do it this year, but as we add on, because we have them for seven, eight, nine, ten years, <laughs> we're going to build around them. And that's just not the way the Mariners do it. Do you have anything else to add here, Hanno? I mean, it was an awful series. You had two rookies going. Bryce Miller's been good. He, you know, he's had back-to-back -back rough games against two of the best offensive clubs in New York and the Rangers. Brian Wu made his major league debut. I mean, how fortunate and how just, I, I don't know the word, but lucky or just amazing that how many of these Mariner pitchers that they have brought up from the minors the last two to three years, and they've hit on them, and they've pitched great out of the chute and took off running. I mean, it's hard to – I mean, you can't hit on everybody. And so Brandon Wu, Brian Wu had a, a tough outing. So – yeah. I mean, they're like, and a good team like, like that will kill them. They're like 18 or 19 for 20 on just people that they bring up, you know? Uh, yeah, great track record. Just, yeah. yeah and, and listen, and with Bryce Miller getting lit up the way he did in the last two starts, he's given up 15 runs. 15. 15 runs in what? Five innings? Six innings? No, seven, six innings or something like that. And his ERA is just at four. You know, that's how good he was doing. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think he will probably be somewhere in between, you know, the completely untouchable and, uh, you know, four or five runs a game. Um, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, I don't know what there is to say about Wu. We'll, we'll find out. Um, uh, but uh, it goes back to, again, like, hey, last year we were so fortunate to have all of our starters available all year and healthy. You go back to 2021, we were just a game or two short. We had a lot of injuries in the, in the uh, starting rotation. So, yeah, um, you're right. Very fortunate. You know, I felt like they got a lot of breaks, you know, in hockey, they call it puck luck. 
Uh, you know, in baseball this year, we haven't had the luck. It seems like everything's gone wrong, you know, and that's kind of the baseball gods working themselves out. But hopefully, you know, we'll turn it around this year and and make a push. I mean, it, this series was very frustrating in the way they've played. There's a lot of frustrating parts about it. And I mean, I just keep rambling on, but. Yeah, let's just let's talk about something better. Let's talk about that great video you put out. Uh, yeah, we got you know we get comments here and there on uh, on a few things, but I'll just pull one comment here that I really let's that is uh, we had this video from I think it was from the Yankees series where the fan runs on the field. If you haven't seen it, I was right there on Johnny on the spot there with with the video, um, and uh, we had a. Uh, Let's see a comment here. Um, I'll pull up the video. I'll mute that for everybody. The uh, comment was or question. It was more so a question. The question was, why did they walk him across the field and wouldn't take the guy through home plate? And this is after he was apprehended, uh, apprehended, I should say, uh, down on the first baseline, uh, or sorry, third baseline. Um, and when he was cuffed up, he was taken across the field. And we've seen that quite a bit when people are subdued and taken off the field. They'll go right through the center field. I'm guessing that's where the the, the paddy wagon or the police units are probably out there under in that area. I think that area is pretty open underneath the seats. I'm not sure. I've never taken a full tour of uh, T-Mobile Park over the years. And that was a question from Brian Babcock. Also followed up with Lonnie Seals that says, what a dumbass. Um, and then we have Jer Jeremy Gerard Chef uh, also commenting on it here. Uh, and he just says, I implore any Yankee to hit me up and challenge the current oldest. I don't know what that means, but uh, we got a lot of uh, likes and shares uh, over the, the platforms with that. Maybe you should put that one on Twitter. I don't think we put it out there on Twitter yet, but uh yeah, we've 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 <laughs> we've happened to catch a few of these uh, guys running on the field with some good footage. We should get them all up on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's better to talk about than this last weekend series that the Mariners had yeah. down in Arlington. I'm yeah, I, I just want to finish. But I was also going to tell you on my flight back down here to LA, I I watched a, a really good movie called Here uh, Now. I believe it's called and uh it's starring billy crystal and he's a comedy aging comedy writer and he's suffering from uh dementia and it was really good very dramatic very like just real just hit you real hard and that was more enjoyable to watch than <laughs> this Mariners series over over this weekend look they're going to be down in san diego i'll be down there um going to be doing the recording um on uh wednesday down there tbd but possibly bubs at the ballpark so come by and say hi uh might be there recording um or at some place but of course I'll be down there checking out the series in Anaheim um, and, you know, checking in with Hanno up there. But uh, again, this is a big week. Big, yeah. Big I week. mean, yeah. I mean, going into San Diego and Anaheim, I mean, all I want to see is improvement throughout the, the whole ball club, you know, 
obviously better at bats. You just want to see better at bats. You want to see the base running mistakes stop. They've been like every other game or multiple times a game. Um, just more competitive at bats. The pitching's been good. Yeah, we had two rookies with an off series, you know, but get the pitching going again. Get your guys in the bullpen coming out. How, you know, it was constructed. Get your guys going long. Get your your guys coming in, going in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Hopefully Munoz will be back here real soon. Sounds like it. You know, Demo might be coming back. I mean, obviously Munoz is a bigger deal. In, in the whole scheme of things to me over um, Demo, but he will help you out. He's a good glue guy. And, you know, we've gotten none of that out of any of our bench guys so far this year. You know, Haggerty hasn't really gotten a chance or got going. And uh, so, yeah, just improvements. I hope you see some better baseball, you know. So we're going to find all this out. They need to have a good month this month, you know, keep chipping away. I'm thinking wild card, so I'm going to be now watching all the wild card games. I mean, the wild card pros- prospects uh, more so, and not focusing on the the AL West uh, standings because that seemed to work for me and my nerves last year, and turned out pretty good. Uh, so, anyways, uh, thanks again for liking, subscribing. And listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast, you can always uh, email us at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. Look, we're on all those, all the socials. We love those five-tool baseball players, but we also love those five-star reviews. So hit us with that review if you want to. Help us out. Helps the pod out a lot. Um, anything else, Hannah? No, enjoy your time watching Mariner baseball on the road. I know that's a lot of fun. You'll yeah, you know, ga- gather with the other Mariner fans that are checking out. It's a lot of fun. There's not as many of you, and you know, you all kind of it's more positive together. crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's a more positive crowd. You don't get you don't. Everybody's just kind of happy to be there. So yeah, it it'll be fun. But if they don't look good this week, you know, in San Diego. I know you get right down by the dugout, Nana, and you give them hell if they if you need to turn if they need to turn it around. All right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And with that said, Hanno, you know what time it is. Charge. Maybe the mound, because the last time we got in a fight, we got things going down here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thank <laughs> you.